breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You, you're a sore for side eyes. <laughs> I told that to a human yesterday. <laughs> a sore for side. I cannot. Is that believe like a boil? It. What is I, that? I, a sore for side. She eyes. looked at me like I just spit at her. Your hair was on fire. I did not mean to say. Of course, I didn't mean to say that. How do things like that come out? I don't know how because that's not easily easily reversible or whatever. And you're, then I was talking to myself you're after. Sore for you're a side sore eyes. for side eyes. <laughs> and earlier in the day, something's going on with my speech because earlier in the day I, I, I was that. picking up my groceries, and um, I, I said to myself, "You forget to got salt." You for I said to myself <laughs> to my brain, "You forget to got salt." You forget to got. What what's going on? Which I mean, both words are appropriate. You forget, but I was thinking you got, forgot to you did, get salt. You didn't, you didn't. I was supposed yes. to. Yeah, there's no way God works. What there. makes your brain do yeah, that? There's and, no way God works there. Right. And what makes me tell someone <laughs> you're a sore for side eyes? I was happy to see her. Sure didn't sound like it. Right. You're a sore. <laughs> I, I, I can't apologize on enough. the inside of my leg. She just You're looked a at sore. me. And Blah. then she had to repeat it to me for me to realize what I said. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't I'm sorry have a to sore the people on the inside that I'm... of my leg, by the okay, way. Thank I'm just you. illustrating a point. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> a I'm sore. Something's... You're a <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know how. I don't know how you. You transpose those two. Is it a brain thing? Is it, or was it talking too fast? Not paying. I don't know. I'm like, what? Is, what makes your brain do crazy things like that? Right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is. I, I, am I? Do I need some? Am I? I need some sort of supplement that I'm short on, like brain cells. Right. I don't what know is, what's missing. What is it uh, that's supposed to work for the brain? The Prevagen? Is that what that I'm is? not sure, but Ruben walked in and I said, boy, something. you're a sore for side eyes, too. Yeah. <laughs> he thought I was complimenting him. <laughs> I mean, sight eyes, that, that, you know, that, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. kind of appropriate. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I'm just, I just had an had an eye. And I, I, I told you about my concoction I made, my manicotti concoction. Oh, my gosh. I just threw, threw this all stuff in a pot with cheeses and manicotti and a hot Italian sausage. And, oh, man, yikes. It was so good. No, I didn't bring you any. Did Sorry. You, did you use banana ketchup on it? No, that's disgusting. Is it sweet? I heard, I heard that in the news story. It there, has there's to a be. New, a new ketchup. Right. And instead of using tomatoes, because there are some people that are, they can't do tomato sauce. And I understand that the acid is too much. Yeah. Okay. And so instead of the tomatoes, the base for this ketchup is bananas. They squish up bananas, then they mix it with vinegar and spices, and it makes a sauce the same consistency as ketchup. Oh, and I you just can't put imagine. it on all kinds of stuff. Now, if, if, I mean, okay, I could see if it were sweet, 
and you go, I'm putting this on a sandwich as as yeah. a jelly. I'm substitute. sure it is sweet. To How could a way. it not be? It's bananas. Yes, yeah, bananas. But you but you put the vinegar in it to kind of tamper it, kind of like you would you do Who with the thought of that. Who I, was sitting there smoking what? I don't know. And go, yeah. Let's squish up a banana and try this. Banana. But yeah, but you know we we banana and peanut butter sandwiches. Who thought we would do that? Oh, they're awesome. No, they're not awesome. Yeah, they are. Some Elvis. No, like like her much. Actually, they're, they are good, and that that's a, that is a great combination. Have you ever not just dipped a banana in peanut butter? No, I'm not interested in trying that. I like my bananas, bananas. I don't oh. want them with vinegar on them or anything well, else. I don't on want. Them. I don't know that I want vinegar on them. Well, I take that back. I want ice cream on them. I like that. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> we got. I got to give you an update on Mardi Gras when we get back. I got a little bit of an update. Eh, tiny bit of an update. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't oversell it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to start working a four-day work week, by the way. Me too. And we, we we have to both take them off at the same time. I'm sorry. I know, the, I know. Yeah. This, this you gone or me gone, I, you know. I, I know. We're it, working on it. Speaking of, mm-hmm. next week, you know, you got two days without me. Oh. Not that that will be a big... And then after that, Ruby's gone. Shut up. Week after next. I'm, yeah. I'm gone, gone the whole week. He's gone. He's got a nice. I don't know player. who approved that. Yeah, really. <laughs> because they didn't run it by me. Me either. Yeah. Let's thump him in the head. <laughs> I don't like it when Rubens. I don't like it when either one of you aren't here. I know. But, I know. But I, know. I have to go over there when he's not here mm-hmm. because you won't do it. No. <laughs> can't stand it. What if we switched out? I, uh, no. I it, are we out of time? Either. Look at the time, Rubens. Party for sports. <laughs> Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten. I can't I don't want to be negative all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I and I feel like sometimes maybe I am. Mm-hmm. You're not arguing with me. What are you negative about? I don't know. Just like during the... Like I'm at the coffee station earlier this morning. Aaron, it's like rutting pigs (laughs) go through there. The the countertop is all grainy and hard because people don't even clean up where they put sugar. Uh. They spill it on the counter. There's... They just leave stirs and open containers of splendid light. I'm like, seriously? They like, they they want you to feel needed. Uh-huh. Well. That's what they want. And then I come in here and there's a damn bag of food just on the floor. Leave Reuben alone. Three feet no. from the trash can. Yeah, that's just nuts. That's crazy. I'm like, I'm that old man. I'm, I am that. Get off my porch. Get off yeah. my lawn. Yeah, yeah. Did I had to say sign? get off my porch. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I did have a sign on my yard. Don't let your dogs in yeah, my yard. Yeah. <laughs> Come mm, on. Gosh. I'm sorry. I, I got a I little. Digress. I got a little bit of an update yesterday on Mardi Gras, and, and it's not. It's not. It's just something that has been discussed among some of the crews. Okay. Um, that didn't, didn't one have a meeting last night? They it, it may have kind been an of? informal meeting. Okay. I'm not sure if it was an official meeting or not, but they um, they discussed extra security. 
that there's there's some discussion about uh, Shreveport needs another hundred police officers to man the parade or woman the parade. And if they can find another agency or agencies that can pony up a hundred more folks, that we could keep the date of Centaur the same and we could roll on that date as, you know, as scheduled. I think still with the earlier start time and still the shorter route. I think the mayor's going to hold firm to that. I'm not certain on that, though, but that they would need a hundred more officers. But if you had enough officers, Mm -hmm. would the length of the route matter? What's the point of shortening the route? I'm not sure if you if you want to keep it out of the downtown, if that's part of the agenda, because the casinos are impacted if the parade is there. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's been bubbling up at all. Um, but it looks like there I mean, that's are such a that 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 area next to Cyport, mm-hmm. all that parking is such a natural staging uh, area. Oh, it's perfect. It's absolutely it perfect. It really is perfect. And it's there's plenty of room for people to come walk and see the floats before they roll and meet the crews and I, and I'm and I know if you've ridden in the floats on in the parades you know the priests come by and they bless all the floats before there's a ceremony with each crew and you know it's a big ordeal downtown they have their gathering in the r- river center or one of them before the, oh, yeah. the, they roll, mm-hmm. they have little gatherings in River there. View. Yeah. And it's just perfect for everything. There's bathrooms in there. So, I, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, I don't believe the city is going to be the party that goes out and hires these extra officers, that goes out and recruits them. You know, I, I think the city would pay, but I don't know that they would be the ones that would go out and say, hey, DeSoto, can you do it? State police, can you do it? National Guard, come on up and help us. I don't see LSP having enough men to be able to man. I, I can't I, imagine I there are that many troopers. Well, I know they help in New Orleans, and, well, you know, well, should they help here? I know the about, National Guard helps in Natchitoches. I was just going to say, what mm-hmm. about National Guard? They could ask for that as well. Um, now, I don't think the National Guard would act if someone from the crews called them. You know, and said, hey, come work. I think they would need an agreement with the city. Okay. So the city's going to have to be involved in this process somehow. So the National Guard does help in Natchitoches? Is that what you said? That's what I was told yesterday. I was told they help with the Natchitoches Christmas Festival. Now, I don't know if it's traffic control, what, you know, what their role is. And I don't know that that's accurate. Again, it's just people sending me messages going, here's what's going on. So I I haven't confirmed with the National Guard what Mardi Gras stuff do y'all work. Or with the state police, what Mardi Gras things do. And I will reach out to them and see, do you work some Mardi Gras things? Could DeSoto Parish send, you know, a dozen deputies up here to help? Uh, you know, we'll reach out to the sheriff and see, hey, do you have that availability? Are there some officers with smaller police departments that could come work it? But, you know, they everybody well, know, is stretched thin now is the problem. Right. Well, I know Bossier City has a reserve unit. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know how many guys it could, you know, only like... Maybe 10 or 15. But if they were to get 10 Bossier City officers, 10 Bossier deputies, 10 DeSoto deputies, 10 from Red River Power, you know, if you get 10 or so from the surrounding parishes, um, you know, you've got things covered. 50 National Guardsmen. I mean, would knock it out. Yeah, you would be you'd be good to go. So somebody's going to have to coordinate it. And you can't have two or three people trying to to do it, you know, like um, piecemeal. You're going to have to have somebody coordinated and go, right. here's what we're counting on. Here's where, here's what you're going to be assigned to do. 
and we'll see if but it works. But is that somebody going to be from the city? It's ultimately... It doesn't gonna, seem like the city's real interested in trying to work that out. The, the city's going to have to play a role in it because the city's going to have to be the one to make the assignments. I mean, the police department will have to be the one to say, hey, we need you at the Duck Pond area. We need you directing right, traffic. Right. We need you... And, and maybe it's use those officers for the directing traffic in and out of the area, you know, after, before and after the parade. Maybe they're the guys that stay on the barricades, you know, on the Pant Parkway to make sure no cars come through. Maybe it's not somebody that's walking up and down the streets because they're not going to know the streets and the areas and what are the problem zones and all that. So maybe you use those outside deputies for those things that are just, we just need a guy here. Just park here. Make sure no cars come through here. You know, I don't know. I don't. I, it's a big logistical thing that somebody will have to take care of. Um, but we're short of officers, and you know, and we're not the only agency. That's the problem right now. Everybody right. is. Can they so, afford to send people up here to help? I don't know. So, what's the next step? Uh, they're trying to work out a compromise contract, and one of the crew members told me they were hoping to get it done this week, maybe as early as Monday, um, and try to get the city to to agree to some of their terms. I don't know. The mayor told me he wants it done as soon as possible. Coming up later this hour, Bossier City always seems to get things right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they just as a general rule. But they're, to me, the city council, they're, 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 they're wrong on this, dude. They're, they're wrong. just wrong on this. They're wrong. And they're digging in their heels and it's not right. We'll talk about that coming up. 1017 with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, confession. All right. Weird dream last uh, night. Uh-oh. It's and I'm talking a baby that got looked looked like stuck with some kind of was like I don't even know <laughs> obviously <laughs> I was. We were with some friends. These are the friends that we've had for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, the, the 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 lady. I'm not giving names because they don't want to be affiliated with this, this freaky dream. But on the couch was like a baby. I don't know whose baby it was, but they were trying to like get blood or something. But then I don't know if the baby was trying to get blood out of something. What? It looked like a scene from Dexter on the end of the couch. Oh, my God. And I'm like, wait, this, this, and I'm just like, this, hey, this shouldn't be going on. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still drinking your wine. So weird. Wow. I don't know. And I'm trying to think, I don't know where that came from because I I wasn't watching Uh, anything. I wasn't watching Dexter. Right. You know, the night before. That's freaky. That's very (laughs) freaky. I was watching, I don't know, something... Well, I was watching Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, that might be it. That, <laughs> that might be it. There's not, a, there's not a lot of blood in Breaking Bad. No, but it's freaky. Yeah. That is freaky. Well, that's strange. I Bizarre. Don't know. It's just, just so, um, I don't know where these come from. They are big time feuding in Bozier now. I mean, they got snippy with each other yesterday. And Well, <laughs> and, and this term limits coalition, to me, they're being too calm. You know, that's interesting you say that. That That is interesting. They've been kind of gentlemanly. Yes. And maybe it's time they get rednecky. And, and when they were mm-hmm. presenting their case to the council, this guy was very... And, and kudos to him. I mean, because yeah. you're not going to get any place being an ass. Right. He was very respectful. 
And it's like, well, we're not surprised, but we're discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is this is wrong. Let's talk about when we get back. Come, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're coming up. Uh, Mike and McCarty, what a Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Did the framers of our Constitution, our country, they never intended for elected officials to spend their entire lives in office. Mm-hmm. They never intended for these Nancy Pelosi's, you know, and Joe Biden's to spend 50 years in elected office. You were to go serve your term and then go back to the private sector. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we keep electing lawyers who keep writing new laws to benefit themselves. Did you just bash lawyers all, like with a big old wide brush? Okay. Well, these elected <laughs> officials. Uh, yeah. Because it, go, it, you go into the polls mm-hmm. and you read wording. Do you understand it? Oh, no. If you were to just no, go in and no. not study beforehand, you have to know. You have to know ahead of time. You have to. You have to study beforehand because if you go, I'm voting no. Well, they worded it to where they want you to vote no because you think you're voting no, mm. but you're voting yes. Oh, it's crazy. But and I, so that's I, what happens. And these elected officials, the people, don't want you to stay in there for twelve, sixteen years, and they're and they want term limits. But they will say if they're elected, well, term limits is every four years. You can vote me out. There's an argument for that. But but, they, but, but how hard is it to get an incumbent out of office? That's the problem. An incumbent has a built-in advantage. Right. They have a built-in advantage with the machine they have built. Now, it's not the, an argument because we can go, look, you know, I, I believe me, I didn't vote for either Governor Edwards. Mm-hmm. But I just think... It's time when you have a community like you do in Bossier, where they have the residents have gone out and gotten more than three thousand people to sign a petition, where they have done the process, they have come before you. Your mayor has come before you and mm. said, "I want it on the ballot." You have a couple of new council members who say, "I want it on the ballot." You know what? It's time for you as a leader in your community to say, "You know what? I disagree with it, and I'm going to vote against it." But I think let's let the people decide. There comes a time when you have to put your agenda aside and say, let's let the voters decide it. We have an election coming up. Let's get it on the ballot and let's get it done. But now they're fighting tooth and nail to keep it from getting to the people. Because they know if it goes to the people, they know what the people want. They want term limits. The people will say yes to term limits, and they know that, and they want to stay with their little entrenched kingdom, if you will, and now it it got testy. It got, you know, David Montgomery got in a little tete-a-tete with um, another one of the Bossier City Council members who's pushing for term limits, and they got a little hot under the collar with each other. And it's time for Bozier residents, if you want term limits, it is time now for you to step up. I know you got a life and you're going to work and you're raising the kids. It's time for you to call your city council member or email them and say, I want to vote on term limits. If you don't support this, your term will be limited. 
Yes. Your, your term will be limited. You, you will be out. You're not doing what, what the will of the people I is. will do what I have to do to get you out. And, you know, you need to let them know because if they get barraged with people calling them saying, I want, I want you to put this on the ballot, let the people decide, maybe you agree with them. Maybe you agree that term limits are not the answer. Maybe you agree that term limits are the elections. But at least let them know you want the people to decide. Let the people vote on it. Let the people decide how they how, if this should happen. To dig in your heels like the Bossier City Council members are doing, some of them are, is just, for me, politics at its worst. It's politics being politics, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. This is when we don't like what you guys do. This is when we're fed up with you. This is when we, we know we feel like it smells. And it's time to stop that. I, we always think so highly of Bozier. And now you're starting to smell. <laughs> Did I just say that? You're a sore for sight eyes, <laughs> let me tell you, Bozier Council. I just think they can do better, and they always do. Right. You're, you know, they're becoming a certain person. I'm just telling you. You, you need to, you need to stray away from Aaron, that. that is none of your business. <laughs> Is none of your business. Oh boy, I want Bozier Council to be kind of calm and uh, uneventful and undramatic. And now they're well. I want Shreveport Council to be calm and professional and undramatic. Huh. That ain't happening. We could hope. <laughs> we could hope and dream. Switch it over to Bozier for a little while. Speaking of Shreveport Council, is. What is it? A summer break? They're no next week. They have their second. They're back. And, yeah, they're, they're coming. They, yeah, they're, they've been they off. No, they meet on the second and fourth. Second and fourth week. This oh, is I a, thought they had some time off. Nah, they keep they keep meeting. They keep doing it. They crank it out. So when's the next meeting? Next week is their meeting. I okay. believe. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, next week, Monday and Tuesday. That which should be a good one. This is their first meeting since they had the little brouhaha, and since the certain person was. Uh, exposed so this will be interesting <laughs> let me explain something to you <laughs> you you do that and point your finger at me oh Ooh. oh it mm. might come back with a nub yeah mm. <laughs> mike and mccarty 101.7 fm now more breaking news and trending talk with mike and mccarty on 101.7 fm and 710 keel By the way, we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. <laughs> We're talking about term limits. Oh, okay. And I happened to mention Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. who's been there for 106 years, and Joe Biden. Funny, Mike acts like Chuck Grassley and Addison McConnell hasn't been there 40 years in the Senate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in term limits only for Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. No, of course. I mean, everybody. Those are just two that came to mind. Mm-hmm. I got a text for Lighten you. Lighten up. Got this text for you, too, Mikey Poo. Oh, Lord. Personally, Do give I just me, need to go home? Give me a lawyer all day long. They understand law. <laughs> no, and I do understand that. Yeah. I do understand that, yes, you do want somebody that knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and now, on the flip side of that, that discussion, that's also my, my little, my concern about term limits is you've got somebody that's been working 
on committees or mm-hmm. yeah. somebody that's that's actually doing good right, and knows what they're doing, and then, okay, they're not going to be there anymore. Right. I mean, I understand there's two sides there's of that coin. Sure. You get, you get leadership. You get that advantage but, of having somebody there in the trenches. Right. Who knows the ropes and all that. But I'm... But, in the small scheme of things, in running a city government, eh, I just think, you know, let the people decide that. Let the people, and the, if the people but in Bossier decide they don't want term limits, then fine. But then again, the, the you know, the argument that, that you brought up is, is, is right. Hey, every four years, you can change them. You can term limit them on your own. That's right. the problem. But they have an unfair advantage. The other side the will say has, has yes. an advantage in terms of raising funds. They know who the power players are. They can go out and raise money a lot easier than somebody who's new to politics. And that they they can't deny that. They know that's true. And do we really want someone in the trenches for 16, for 20, for 24 years being a city councilman? Really? Do we really want that? Right. And there'll be people no. that say we had two very, very long-term mayors in Bozier, and it worked great. Is that what we want? Is that what Bozier wants? Some would say it worked real well with Low Walker, George Dement prior to that, mm-hmm. that it was fine. I think the tide is turning. I think people are saying we want to change that. Well, again, know. you can change mm-hmm. it every every election cycle. Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joining us coming up after the top of the hour. Man with the best job in the world, mm-hmm. Mikey McCarty. 101.7 FM. We got the second best. Oh, we do, yeah. Seven mm-hmm. t- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. The man with the best job in the world, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? Well, we're doing fantastic. Uh, even though the state's still under a burn ban with dangerous conditions, we need folks to stop throwing cigarette butts out the windows, don't we? That is unbelievable that we're still dealing with this, knowing uh, the danger of that. Plus, uh, it's littering, you know, and uh, I think a big problem with it is uh, cars today don't have ashtrays. So uh, these people that do smoke have that horrible uh, habit, uh, have nowhere to put it in their car. Just just a PSA from a dirty smoker. The family dollar has little cup holder ashtrays for like two bucks. Go get one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good idea. Sorry yeah. about that. There you Sorry go. About that. No, they no, no, no. The cars aren't manufactured with They're ashtrays not. anymore. Go buy one. Get one. You have to go. Yeah, go buy one if you're a smoker. Yeah. Are Are you hearing reports, Billy, that some of these fires may have been directly related to somebody littering or being irresponsible and, and we're burning beautiful land across our state? Well, I've also heard reports of some arson. They believe uh, some of them were arson. People actually lighting the fire. That's and, crazy. Uh, I, you just can't even imagine that. And, and it's, it's such a horrible thing. A fire is, is especially not only the damage, the, the, the loss of uh, 
of the beautiful woods and, and property and, and wildlife. And it's just uh, horrible that we are dealing with this. Uh, I've been working to try to find a way to help pay for the fuel and expenses. You know, a lot of our firefighters are volunteers, and they do this for their love of Louisiana and traveling long distance to fight these fires and, and don't get reimbursed. And so we're trying to find a mechanism to be able to pay for their fuel and expenses for uh, for what they do for Louisiana. Um, and, and also going forward, we're going to have to really look at upping our game and being prepared uh, to fight these fires because obviously this isn't going to go in, go away anytime soon. Again, hot, hot conditions. Uh, Louisiana is primarily, I, I say primarily, a lot of our tourist attractions are outdoor get out and have fun, enjoy our lakes and our parks and all that. Is it impacting your, you know, recruiting of people to come to town, to come to the state? Well, it hasn't yet, but we've had to evacuate at one point Bogachetta, South uh, Toledo Bend. Both had to be evacuated for risk of uh, danger to those campers. Um, but but that has since passed, um, and they're back in there. But anytime you have... Uh, evacuations people that were planning on coming uh, we did see a few cancellations but it hasn't had a real impact as of yet um a lot of these areas are remote areas with a lot of timberland um but still uh it's it's a horrible thing that we're going through and i you, you know we got a little bit of rain in, in a few areas but not what we need to uh to make this threat go away I know we've got a big uh, litter campaign going on, and I, I was at a local national chain drugstore and uh, watched somebody parked in the parking lot just roll their window down and throw out literally a bag of garbage. You've got, we've got to change the way people think. They don't care. How do you make people care and take pride in our state? Well, I think... Uh coming into the next legislative session, we want to make sure we, we make the fines consistent. We've got to start fining these people. Uh, a small percentage of the people actually litter, and we pay the price for it. We are setting up uh, where the Justice of the Peace holds litter court, where they can write the tickets so we don't clog up our courtrooms. And we want to make the fines uniform around the state, first, second, third offense, and put up signs so they know if they litter. And people can report, take a picture, sign an affidavit, and actually you'll get a ticket in the mail. And we want to make that uh, case across Louisiana. But we also got to get our businesses to put the garbage cans back in the parking lot and empty them. If you've ever been to Cracker Barrel, there's no trash in the parking lot. They've got a garbage can about every 30 feet. Um, we need Walmart, uh, all the stalls, uh, everybody to be responsible, put those garbage cans back in the parking lot coca-cola donated a thousand barrels for us to use we're giving them out as grants um i've met with several of the corporations actually had a conference call with home depot and said i'd love you to get on board and put put them back in the parking lot i'm gonna give you 30 days to respond and i'm gonna go talk to lowe's we want to give a lot of credit to those good citizens those good companies that step up to the plate and help us clean up louisiana Having a big uh, conference next month, Keep Louisiana Beautiful. You're the keynote speaker for one of the days. And I know there's been a big study on litter across Louisiana. Have you been able to get a preview of that? And does it show anything that stands out? Well, 
the bad news is we've got a very dirty state. The good news is the litter expert that we hired says she's seen worse. And we're bringing in uh, officials from Tennessee who had a real dirty state and really cleaned it up really well. We're going to take the best practices that other states have done. From from you know, We partnered with DARE to teach it in school. Uh, we're going to ask the state to give us the contracts from DOTD to cut grass and pick up litter. They got enough to do with fixing our highways. Let us take that over. Give those contracts out to local government or local companies that really want to clean up. There's a lot of things we've got to do. I've seen we've made a lot of progress, but we've got a lot of work to do. And as long as we stay focused and keep on this, in a few years, I think we can say that we put the uh, paradise back in sportsman's paradise. Billy Nungesser, does that litter study show? Uh, any particular areas of the state that need more work than others? You'll hear shreveport Bozier folks say it's dirty up here. Is that borne out in the numbers? Um, there, I don't want to single out any one area. There are parishes that are a lot more uh, dirtier than others, and there are sections of the interstates that are a lot more dirty. And what I found is the contractors that we pay to pick up litter, I've met with some of them, and they've admitted they don't pick up the litter even though they get paid for it. They just cut the grass. Mm. And that's unimaginable mm. that we'd be paying people to do stuff they're not doing. And they're admitting so it to you. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. is there is it going to be a fight for you to take over that job well, from DOTD, well, would, or are they agreeable? Well, they're probably, nobody likes to give up money, but they're not spending the money, I don't believe, on what they're intend, it's intended for. But, but I, I will guarantee that if we get the money... The, the people will do what they're paid for. We'll get more for, for less money, uh, as we've done with everything we've taken over. We will manage it. We'll work with local governments that really care about cleaning up their areas, and we can get this done. But I think sometimes you got to embarrass people into doing the right thing. Hmm. Interesting. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing that report and hoping you have a good conference next month, which we'll talk about during our visit next month. Is that cool? That's cool, but I want to see. I want y'all to come out and help us decorate the float of the Rose Parade this year. Forgot to bring it's, that up. You got you're in the parade that's again. That's right. Well, I'm not riding this. You're year. not. It's going to be no. The, the, the theme this he year. He said I could ride this year <laughs> in his place. We need we need some dancers uh, to dance alongside the float. The theme is is music, the universal language, and our theme is going to be a Mardi Gras gesture coming out of that float. Uh, it's going to be a special year in Pasadena. And Louisianans can sign up at our website to come out and volunteer. We put 130-something roses, uh, orchids on that float in three days with all volunteers. That's exciting. Let me ask you a Mardi Gras question real quick. We didn't preview this. Um, our city's in a, in a real big pickle with Mardi Gras. Um, the city doesn't have enough security to roll the parades on the schedule that the crews have it set up for. The city needs a hundred more police officers. Uh, is that something you can help with? State police, National Guard could help with. Is that something you would be in, willing to get involved I've, in to help? I've been involved. I've asked the, the sheriffs association, other sheriffs. Uh, we've reached out. To, it's very tough with the governor leaving office. It's hard to get commitments, and and you know there's going to be a changing of the guard. But state police, all of those things we've inquired about. What I've asked the city. And, and working with the local crews, we don't want to change the date of those parades. I just got back from Australia and New Zealand, and we got people excited about coming to Mardi Gras in North Louisiana. They'll be flying into Dallas, renting a car, 
and come in there for Mardi Gras. Well, they're already making plans. If you change the date of those parades, uh, you're going to set our international tourism back because these people are already making plans to come there to enjoy those great parades, and, and we don't want to have them show up and, and find out that the parade has been changed to another date. Hmm. So it's very important that we stay the schedule that we committed to when we went overseas to sell. Have you North told our mayor America. that? Have you told our mayor we, that? We, we've delivered that message, and, and I'll be coming up there to meet with the mayor. I've been in contact with Stacy over tourism and the captains of the cruise, but I'm actually coming up there in a few weeks and going to sit down with the mayor and see whatever I can do to make it work. But we've got to keep Mardi Gras on schedule. We're expecting a big influx of out-of-town guests, um, and, and they spend money, and it's a great opportunity for us to grow family-friendly, safe, affordable Mardi Gras in North Louisiana. Well, let us know when you make it to town. Mm-hmm. I will. Thank you, Billy. We appreciate your time. Y'all have a great day. You, you too, sir. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Mike. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Yowza. Wow. We we were kind of behind the curve on uh, Lieutenant Governor, will you get involved? Mm-hmm. He's involved. <laughs> he says, I already am. Do not move the parade dates, Shreveport. Told the, told the mayor, don't yes. move the dates. Can't change the dates. international travelers are planning to come to North Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Not just Louisiana for Mardi Gras, but he said specifically coming to North Louisiana to enjoy Mardi Gras. Booking hotel rooms. Moving the dates, I'm trying to quote him, moving the dates will interfere with international tourism. International tourism efforts Mm -hmm. by the state. And and people book their travel six months a year out if you're coming from overseas. You just came from Australia (gasps) and you get here and find out, oh, they moved it. It was last weekend. Yes. And everybody told you the parade to see is Centaur. You got to come. Centaur is the big one. You got to come see it. You get here. Oh, it was last week. You missed it. Oh, wow. So the next question is, I heard him waffle a little bit with regard to getting extra security because you have a governor changing. So maybe Mm -hmm. this governor says, yay, I'll do it. Or he doesn't want to commit because he's realizing, hey, there's going to be a new governor, well, so he, I can't commit you state troopers he, now. Yeah, he said he can't get commitments from people because there's going to be a changing of the guard. A new administration in, you know, after the first of the year. So can this governor really make commitments for the next governor? Um, somebody needs to lock something down with regard to security. Now, the lieutenant governor says he is coming to town. He will be meeting with the mayor. And making and the sure, yeah, captains. making sure they're clear that you can't change the date. Uh, I, I guess we need to reach out to his, his honor, the mayor, and you know that, find that out. Puts the onus on the city of you got to find security. You got to find a, a solution you now have, because the lieutenant governor said you cannot change the date. Cannot change the date. Now he can't stop them from changing the dates. It's not his decision to make, but. He he wields a lot of weight, and I'm not talking wanna, about Billy's size. You don't want you not yeah you don't want to yeah. kick off the leader of tourism in our state. Absolutely, no doubt about it. You want to make sure he's happy, and he'll work with them to find a solution. I mean, if you need extra security, he'll get on the phone and he'll call 
all these sheriffs. He already said he's talked to the Sheriff's Association and said, hey, we're going to need some help in Shreveport. Send some guys. But wow. Interesting. Interesting. That, I'm that, glad we talked to him about that, and we almost let it slip by. It's for God. Oh, man. Golly. Mike and McCarty News next, 101.7 FM, 17. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. You know, I had Liz Swain last week while you were out. She came in one mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. sat in, and talking about things going on, obviously, downtown. Art Walk, by the way, is tonight. Oh, cool. So much fun. If cool. you haven't done that, I think thoroughly encourage you to uh, take advantage of that you get to see buildings that you normally don't get to see inside mm-hmm. of yeah and it's a, a lot of fun but one of the things i was kind of disappointed in that uh the arlington hotel you remember you know mm-hmm. where that is right behind the what the is the fairmont now yes yes that historic mm-hmm. beautiful hotel was going to be a distillery and a shopping destination, really? yeah. And it was really cool plans. They they got they had gone through and done a lot of work in the building. It's, and it's then off. They, and that yeah. What happened? I don't know. They they just they bailed out. Bailed mm. for some. I don't know why. Well, somebody ought to jump in. So and that hotel is is available again and, and it's partially had some work done. done. Yeah, mm. had some work done. It's it's. Uh, I, I, yeah, I wish I had some funds. I don't know oh, what I'd do. no kidding. Do Man. a jazz supper club Ooh, or something. Ooh, that would be cool. That Big would band be cool. music, yeah. That would be Cause awesome. Because the, the building's perfect for something like, you know, oh, that, yeah. that era. That would be neat. But, uh, yeah, I, I know I digress. I, I just, I had come across that and I remember her saying, mm-hmm. and I was disappointed only in the fact, not not that, you know, oh, and they're not going to have a distillery, but... You know the development, I, right? I, I you know love seeing more stuff coming in and growing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we, somebody will take can, that. Can we talk about a, um, our our new schedule that you and I are going to have here pretty oh, soon? Oh, we're doing the four day work week. Can we talk about that when we get back next? Mike mm-hmm. and McCarty, one one. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on one zero one seven FM and seven ten Kiel. I'm not going to say never, but Mm. I don't see me ever buying an electric vehicle. Mm. I mean, I just, I'm I'm, I'm not saying I'm opposed. I'm I'm not, but stop selling me a bill of goods that's false by telling me it's better for the environment when it isn't, when you have to manufacture the batteries using this mining process Mm -hmm. that's more detrimental to the environment. Are you following this UAW mess? I well, no, not particularly. It, it 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 to me is astonishing, and in a in a time when the automobile manufacturing world is in such turmoil because of the electric cars and the pressure to build electric cars and all that, and I know the big automakers in the U.S. are building electric cars, but they still live and die by the gas-powered cars. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And they're in a tussle, the UAW, with the three automakers in the U.S., which who knew about Stellantis? 
Stellantis. Yes. I had to look that up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's, of course, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep. They own that brand, which is what they're talking about, the three U.S. automakers, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis. Stellantis. Who knew? But they also own, like, Alfa Romeo, Mm -hmm. Maserati. Right. Uh... Vauxhall. They're a big car maker. They're, yeah, in the they're world. huge. Big Citroen, player. I mean, they're Fiat, Opel. So here's Peugeot. what. Hold on to your to your um your booties while you're listening to me tell you the UAW Hang demand. On. I got to adjust my chair. Hold on to hold on to your booties. Squeeze them tight. The United Auto Workers has asked the companies for a 46 percent wage increase. <laughs> the- Forty-six percent. We we want to. Could you imagine going to have like a raise? Well, let's look at it. Fifty percent. Yeah, (laughs) fifty percent raise. Plus, that's not it. I'm not done. Oh God! They want a share of company profits. Does entitlement society mean anything to you? You're making too much money. I want a share of the profits. I'm not done. And they want a four-day work week. This sounds like Jesse on Breaking Bad. A four-day work week. Now you'll work 10 hours a day. Well, I work 12 now. Four-day work week. That's what they want. And the the automakers have offered 9% wage increase, which in in the private sector, that's a pretty good raise. Uh, Well, work for Shreveport, you get 13, but uh, 9% pay raise. The city of Shreveport. Yeah. Yes. 9% pay raise. Unless you're a city council staffer. Then you get 50%. Yeah, yeah, Raining from the sky. Uh, Plus a one-time payout, bringing the total raise to 15%. They have a deadline now of September 14th when more than 150,000 workers could walk off the job. Now, if you're the union guy, 46% is, that's your that's your starting blow, isn't it? I mean, you know you're not getting 46%, don't you? Well, you would think. Isn't that like going to buy a car and, you know, you offering them really low and then they come back at you, you know, and, and you go back and forth? So we're somewhere between 46% and 9 It's quite a disparity. But if you're Mr. Auto, if you're Mr. General Motors or Mr. Stellantis, and they want to work a four-day work week, what do you tell? Now, obviously, they make cars twenty-four-seven, so you'd have your four days. My four days might be Thursday through Sunday, you know, whatever. And working ten-hour shifts mm-hmm. in certain, I got no problem with that. I mean, I've got no problem with somebody doing a ten-hour shift four days a week. As you long know? as you're keeping the assembly line going. Right. Like and you're nurses. still making cars. Nurses in hospitals, they've mm-hmm. got to be staffed. So does it mean more nurses need to be hired? Does more, Do more workers need to be hired? If you're working a four-day week to keep the shifts the same? Right. I don't know. I mean, Because if, you still have to have you know police officers 24-7 if they're working 10-hour shifts. But if you... you I don't know because if three you... Three days off. Let's say you have a... You have you know, a hundred jibber whopper makers and you know, you don't have enough to cover because you're going to have more shifts now, right? Well, that's if, what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what so, I'm asking. But you yeah. don't have enough jibber whopper makers. So you might have to hire more jibber whopper makers because you don't have as many right. working those shifts. So, and you're already, and now the, your current jibber whopper, jibber whopper, what jibber? Jibber whopper. Okay. Jibber <laughs> whopper makers are wanting less hours 
or or, or, or less days, less, we'll say fewer less days. days, yes. But they want more money. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to have to pay your existing workers more money and mm-hmm. hire more workers at that same rate. Yes. So your production costs just went up. So that means your car costs just went up. Thank you very much. So if the prices of foreign cars, Toyotas or Hondas or whatever, stay lower, I'm going to go buy those cars. And then guess what? Your company's going to start laying off workers. Is that where we're headed, U.S. automakers? I don't know. I like a four-day work week, too. I wouldn't mind that. We got to do it at the same time, though. I'm, yeah. I don't like it when you're not here. Okay, all right. Nobody likes I that. just, I, 46% wage increase. Holy cow. Who who asks for that? <laughs> Let's go see Amy. Yeah. yeah Amy. Mm-hmm. I want to meet with talk. you at yeah. 9.05. <laughs> I want to work less hours. More money, yeah. More, more money. <laughs> Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 17. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I'm still blown away at Stellantis. <laughs> the fact that I've never heard that, that name. I know. Stellantis, and it's one of the owners of one of the big three U.S. automakers. Mm-hmm. But I think they have so many brands in Europe and across the world. A ton, yeah. Alfa Romeo and Peugeot. I, By the way, I drove, when I drove through to San Antonio, I drove through the town where Tesla's headquarters is. It is, I mean, it's a monstrosity of a facility. It's huge. And, and drove down Tesla Drive was one of the little detours I took. And I thought, And where is that? Obviously uh, in Texas. Texas. Yeah, it's in Texas. (laughs) Middle of Texas, between here and San Antonio. (laughs) Somewhere off that toll road. I took a little detour, and I wanted to see some things, and I realized Tesla's right up here. I'm going to go up there and look at it. And it's big. If you could go visit any manufacturing, not not particularly automotive, but any... any, And and I'll open, because Mm -hmm. I got to thinking... Uh, there's a company called Saddleback Leather. Ooh. And they make and, and I've got I've got lots of products okay. from them. Fine quality. Okay. Leather. And they're in Azel, Texas. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing something that looks like Lonesome Dove. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine the smell of walking oh, through there. They're gosh, they're they're yeah. making these leather briefcases and 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 satchels and oh just it's so I would, good quality. I would like to go through one of the big Swiss uh, chocolate factories. Ooh, just oompa, one of the big loompa, yeah. Loompa, just the dee, where they're doing the milk chocolate and the caramel. And I and I'm glad you mentioned because I'll say. This is a local company that I was shocked how clean this place was. And I'm talking about, and this is not a commercial, but I love the product. So, I'll, and But I toured their site, Down Home Sausage, Stonewall. Oh, love Down Home that Sausage. That place is so clean. I was shocked. 
I, I was like, you this saw is, how the sausage was I made. I saw how the sausage was made, and it is clean. I mean, it that place was incredible, and I thought, holy cow! I don't have one. No, it's inkling. holy pig. Yeah, <laughs> no inkling of a worry about that sausage. It right. was because uh, it's one of my favorites, and I left there going, dang! I expected to leave there going, I'm never eating that again. Oh no! Shreveport used to have a lot more manufacturing. Oh, absolutely! The yeah, Shreveport macaroni mm-hmm. manufacturing. Yes, Libby Glass, OJ, OJ's Beauty Lotion. Mm-hmm. I actually toured here. Libby Glass. That was cool. Oh, uh, Libby Glass. That was Glass. a cool plant. God. That really was. Love. I, that I spot. drive by that every day and wonder what in the world could they do with that. I don't know. We That's need to find out. Ruben's building. giving us the finger. Mm-hmm. Got to take a break. One hundred one seven FM. One seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Ruben, you went to Minden High School. Is there Minden High School? Yes, I did. Minden High School. Yep. Graduated oh six. How many kids were in your class? Do you remember? I, I remember them saying that we had one of the largest graduating classes, and I think we were maybe just under three hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Holy crap! So ju- yeah, wow, we, that's we, way more than yeah, I was we were, thinking. We were one of the biggest, though. We were like one of the biggest classes. That's bigger than my class at Northwood, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that our, is a big class. Northwood, relatively small school. I'm a, I might be wrong. The, I'm waiting on messages, but yeah. I, th- I think that that's what I remember. I think I, we get a message. No, Ruben, yeah. it was 38. Yeah, 38 people. You were smoking something that day. <laughs> I did a. Li- I got a hold of a list of the the new U.S. News and World Report top high schools in America. And uh, then top high schools in Louisiana, you can see it at keelnews.com because there are a lot of area schools in northwest Louisiana that are on this list. Top and, high schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Top. But when I went down and looked at the enrollment numbers of the schools, I did a double take. And, I, and, and I'm not bashing any schools. Please don't hear me saying that. But I got to thinking... A bunch of them in these smaller communities have an enrollment, a total high school enrollment of under 200. Okay. So that means... And some are less than... uh, Some are in the 100 mark. Right. And so that means the enrollment per grade, if you're a 200 school, is, you know, 50 per grade. If you're a 100 people school, 25 per grade. And that's 9 through 12. Right, 9 through 12. Four grades of high school. And it got me to thinking... Can we do it better? Is there a better way to do it? Because if you have a school with 25 kids per grade, you have a receptionist, you have a secretary, you have a principal, you have a vice principal, you have a counselor probably, you have cafeteria workers, you have janitorial staff for 100 kids. Well, yeah, but... If you're going to school, you mean if you're in Florine... Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going to be huge. No, it's not. It's a small community. But you don't want to. You don't want to ship them. You know. Then you're going to send them. If you combine schools, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. If you're in, you know, Cushada, say right. But if you did it, and I'm, boy, I'm not 
advocating this. Please don't hear me say this, small schools. I'm not saying it. I'm just thinking outside the box, is there a better way? I mean, are you going to send kids from Cachada to to Natchitoches and centralize it? it? Let's keep it in the parish. Let's just say um, Sabine Parish has one high school. You'd combine them all. Everybody goes to the same high school. Then you, of, okay, say there's three schools in that parish. I know, I know. So now you've got cafeteria workers that go, well, we don't need you anymore. We're, we're combining. Uh, you can't take all of the cafeteria workers. That's the problem. And combine them. You can't take all of the you know, office support staff. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose a lot of jobs. That's the, that's the big dilemma. But... Would you not have kids with better teachers? Because you'd keep the best and brightest teachers, obviously, and they would have the best and brightest. I'm not advocating this, okay? Please don't hear me say this. People are going to go, she wants to close all our schools. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Is there a better way? Because the baby boomers like you and I, our kids are out of school. The generation below us had way fewer children. So the mm. enrollment in all the schools is declining. We know that. It's apparent all over the well, country. And people are moving out of the state. Yes. Let's look at that. But do we still keep these schools up and going if they have 100 kids in them in a high school and you have 25 kids per grade? At what point do you go, this is really not viable? We don't need a full school staff. To take care of this. I, I don't know. I just know when I was doing the data, I was questioning it, and I thought, I wonder if there's a better way. Hmm. Is there a better way? Um, and again, people well, are going to go, what, I don't want my kids on a bus for an hour every day. You know, what, I get that. What would that better way be? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's a you know, more regional approach. I mean, you know, you have the school in Natchitoches, which is Louisiana School for Arts, the math mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a... I mean, it's the number one school in the state, or, or it's two. I think the Patrick Taylor is still number one, but it's still one of the best schools in the state. And people come from all over the region for that school, and they live on campus. I'm not saying your kids go live on campus. That's not for everybody. But I just think maybe it's time we take a hard look at what is best for our kids. But when you bring up the job thing, I that's... That tugs on my heart, too. Then you're getting rid of a lot of jobs. It's a question for Kate Brumley. It is. It really is. At what point is it worth keeping a school open if the enrollment is down to 100 kids? And you have all that staff that has to be there at a school. You have to have somebody to clean it. You have to have somebody to cook the food. You have to have, you know, all the other people that go with it. I I don't know. I was just thinking the enrollment numbers keep declining. At what point do we scratch our head and go, we can do better? It also, it, 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 it's also sad when you're driving down, like, you know, going to just for an example, going down through Grand Cane mm-hmm. and you see that school on the side of the highway. Yes. With vines and vegetation growing in the, right. the, this beautiful old brick building is just rotting away. Yes, exactly. And exactly. you got how many kids went through there? You know, mm, yeah, that was, that was their school. I'm going to tell you, uh, Caddo School is really high up on the list and lots of Bossier High Schools are high up on the list. Go take a look at it. It's kind of cool. Well, how many Bossier High Schools are there? There are a bunch. You mean Bossier Parish? Bossier Parish, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah there yeah. are a bunch of them on the list. I was surprised. Bossier's doing really good. Really good. Check it out. Keelnews.com.
Their city council isn't running it, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. zinger. What was that? <laughs> 101.7 FM. Seven. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, here we go. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. I know. Aaron, Shreveport Security Systems message board. You're crazy. <laughs> I know that. The small schools are way better. They can help the students that need help. I know. That's why they're scoring better. I know. More I know. attention paid to the students. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. At right. what point is a school not viable if there's only 100 kids there? And you keep the AC on, and you, you know you keep paying all the bills. At what point do you go? Is you know is the I don't know the saying, and I'll mess up the saying because I called a friend of mine <laughs> you're yesterday. A, you're a, a sore. sore for sight eyes. <laughs> I literally told a friend of mine, "You're a sore for sight eyes." <laughs> so I don't know what the saying is about bang for the buck or whatever. And you you forget to got? Would you say I you forget, forget to got? I forget to got my salt. <laughs> Forget I left the grocery salt. store and I said, I forget to got my salt. <laughs> my brain is doing words scramble. I'm not sure what's going on. That's 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 interesting. It is interesting. So I, I'm not advocating closing small schools. I'm just putting it out there going, is there a better way? Is there a better alternative? Is Do we need the full but other school? Other than combining schools i don't know what alternative you, i don't know i don't know i don't understand do we'll, you we'll make a requirement saying okay each family has to have six kids so we can <laughs> fill the schools We're, and if you, you don't know, have six kids you're going to jail you're the generations my generation didn't have as many babies as my mom's generation right i have five brothers i have two children you may not have the same story in your, but most of the- no. My my parents had three. Okay, uh, I had a brother who died as an infant. Okay, so two. You know, we grew up with my mm-hmm. sister and myself. So, and then uh, we had two. Yes, we just are not having as many kids, and so enrollments at all of our schools and Caddo's dealt with it. They've closed some schools. They've downsized. They have consolidated. It but causes different. a lot of stress. That's different. You're within a city. You're you not bet. a rural area right. that's and, 20 miles or more away from another facility. And I get that. And if I was living in a rural area and I wanted my kid to go to Florine High and I lived within, you know, five, ten minutes of that high school and you're going to tell me now you're going to bust my kid 30 miles to another school, sure. I'd be ticked Wouldn't off. Wouldn't be happy. But if I knew I was going to get better service for my child and a better education i was going to have access to better teachers more resources it would be more of a regional school and it could offer more programs and more classes maybe i'd think about it i'm not again i'm not advocating it you can call me an idiot all you want you're crazy (laughs) just think about saying that is it better i I don't know i don't understand i I don't know I, i i don't know there's pros and cons again like yes. we mentioned earlier you've got three schools within that parish and you combine them to one then you got you know cafeteria staff at mm-hmm. two schools that are now out of work right you've got office staff and librarians and you know all these 
all these people that no longer are needed. But are they needed? If they're sitting at a school and they're the receptionist at the school where you have 100 kids, how really busy are they? I'm, I'm just saying it. Don't get, don't kill me. Just, I'm just saying. How many kids is the counselor counseling if you got 25 Headline, seniors? Aaron wants to close schools. Yeah. All rural schools should close. Did you hear McCarty say that? <laughs> That's not All what I'm saying. All rural schools closing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to be bussed to Shreveport. Robots making cars. <laughs> anyway, I we didn't get much to the term limits in Bozier th- deal this morning. We'll do more on it tomorrow. They're fighting. They're feuding over that. Well, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot left to say, quite frankly. They said the, no. The Bozier Council said no. Nope. Five to two. Not putting it on the ballot. In fact, they want the petition decertified, saying they didn't have date of births on it, so it's not even a valid petition. That's just so petty. <sighs> you know what? With, with 3,000 signatures? Is yes. that what they got? Yes. 3,000 signatures? And they're going to go out and do another petition. They're not telling us all the details yet, but they're going to go out and do another one, and they're going to try to force it on the ballot. They're too late to get it on the, the next election, obviously, but the, you know they're trying to keep working on it, and... Uh, some of the council members are just saying, nope, not going to do it. So I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I just think they're making a big mistake. Sarah Kate said, I think a lot of smaller schools actually combine middle and high school campuses to save resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwood did that back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think they had 7th, 8th, and then 9th through 12th. Yes. Uh, Red River already has a parish-wide high school. It really was hard at first. At, mm. at first. But now they like it. Well, she doesn't say they like it. <laughs> <laughs> she said it was hard at first. It was hard at first, yep. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser spoke with us earlier this morning and uh, talked about litter in the state, but he dropped a bombshell about Mardi Gras. Oh, does he? We'll talk about that coming up uh 840. 101.7 with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. We spoke with Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser earlier this morning about litter and the fires across Louisiana. Also mentioned Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, North Louisiana. He dropped a bombshell. We'll hear what he has to say next. 1017 FM, 7 Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. The man with the best job in the world, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? Well, we're doing fantastic. Uh, even though the state's still under a burn ban with dangerous conditions, we need folks to stop throwing cigarette butts out the windows, don't we? That is unbelievable that we're still dealing with this, knowing uh, the danger of that. Plus, uh, it's littering, you know, and uh, I think a big problem with it is uh, cars today don't have ashtrays. So uh, these people that do smoke have that horrible uh, habit. They uh, have nowhere to put it in their car. Just, just nope. a PSA from a dirty smoker. The family dollar has little cup holder ashtrays for like two bucks. <laughs> go get one. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Sorry yeah. about that. There you Sorry go. About that. 
No, they no, no, no. The cars aren't manufactured with ashtrays anymore. Go buy one. Get one. You have to go. Yeah, go buy one if you're a smoker. Are Are you hearing reports, Billy, that some of these fires may have been directly related to somebody littering or being irresponsible, and and we're burning beautiful land across our state? Well, I've also heard reports of some arson. They believe uh, some of them were arson. People actually lighting the fire. That's and, crazy. Uh, I, you just can't even imagine that, and, and it's it's such a horrible thing. A fire is is especially not only the damage to the, the loss of uh, of the beautiful woods and, and property and, and wildlife, and it's just uh, horrible that we are dealing with this. I, I've been working to try to find a way to help pay for the fuel and expenses. You know, a lot of our firefighters are volunteers, and they do this for their love of Louisiana and traveling long distance to fight these fires and, and don't get reimbursed. And so we're trying to find a mechanism to be able to pay for their fuel and expenses for, uh, for what they do for Louisiana. Um, and, and also going forward, we're going to have to really look at upping our game and being prepared uh, to fight these fires because obviously this isn't going to go, go away anytime soon. Again, hot, hot conditions. Uh, Louisiana is primarily, I, I say primarily, a lot of our tourist attractions are outdoor. Get out and have fun, enjoy our lakes and our parks and all that. Is it impacting your, you know, recruiting of people to come to town, to come to the state? Well, it hasn't yet, but we've had to evacuate at one point Bogachetta, South uh, Toledo Bend. Both had to be evacuated for risk of uh, danger to those campers, um, but, but that has since passed. Um, and they're back in there. But anytime you have uh, evacuations, people that were planning on coming, uh, we did see a few cancellations. But it hasn't had a real impact as of yet. Um, a lot of these areas are remote areas with a lot of timberland. Um, but still, uh, it's it's a horrible thing that we're going through. And, I, you, you know, we got a little bit of rain in, in a few areas, but not what we need to uh, to make this threat go away. I know we've got a big uh, litter campaign going on, and I, I was at a local national chain drugstore and uh, watched somebody parked in the parking lot just roll their window down and throw out literally a bag of garbage. You've got, we've got to change the way people think. They don't care. How do you make people care and take pride in our state? Well, I, I think... Uh coming into the next legislative session, we want to make sure we, we make the fines consistent. We've got to start fining these people. Uh, a small percentage of the people actually litter, and we pay the price for it. We are setting up uh, where the Justice of the Peace holds litter court, where they can write the tickets so we don't clog up our courtrooms. And we want to make the fines uniform around the state, first, second, third offense, and put up signs so they know if they litter. And people can report, take a picture, sign an affidavit, and actually you'll get a ticket in the mail. And we want to make that uh, case across Louisiana. But we also got to get our businesses to put the garbage cans back in the parking lot and empty them. If you've ever been to Cracker Barrel, there's no trash in the parking lot. They've got a garbage can about every 30 feet. Um, we need Walmart, uh, all the stalls, uh, everybody to be responsible, put those garbage cans back in the parking lot coca-cola donated a thousand barrels for us to use we're giving them out as grants 
Um, I've met with several of the corporations. I actually had a conference call with Home Depot and said, I'd love you to get on board and put, put them back in the parking lot. I'm going to give you 30 days to respond, and I'm going to go talk to Lowe's. We want to give a lot of credit to those good citizens, those good companies that step up to the plate and help us clean up Louisiana. Having a big uh, conference next month, Keep Louisiana Beautiful. You're the keynote speaker for one of the days. And I know there's been a big study on litter across Louisiana. Have you been able to get a preview of that? And does it show anything that stands out? Well, the bad news is we've got a very dirty state. The good news is the litter expert that we hired says she's seen worse. And we're bringing in uh, officials from Tennessee who had a real dirty state and really cleaned it up really well. We're going to take the best practices that other states have done. From, from you know, We partnered with Dad to teach it in school. Uh, we're going to ask the state to give us the contracts from DOTD to cut grass and pick up litter. they got enough to do with fixing our highways. Let us take that over. Give those contracts out to local government or local companies that really want to clean up. There's a lot of things we've got to do. I've seen we've made a lot of progress, but we've got a lot of work to do. And as long as we stay focused and keep on this in a few years, I think we can say that we put the uh, paradise back in sportsman's paradise. Billy Nungesser, does that litter study show uh, any particular areas of the state that need more work than others? You'll hear Shreveport Bossier folks say it's dirty up here. Is that borne out in the numbers? Um, there, I don't want to single out any one area. There are parishes that are a lot more uh, dirtier than others, and there are sections of the interstates that are a lot more dirty. And what I found is the contractors that we pay to pick up litter, I've met with some of them, and they've admitted they don't pick up the litter even though they get paid for it. They just cut the grass. Hmm. And that's unimaginable hmm. that we'd be paying people to do stuff they're not doing. And they're admitting so it to you. Change. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. is there is it going to be a fight for you to take over that job well, from DOTD, well, always, or are they agreeable? Well, they're pro- nobody likes to give up money, but they're not spending the money, I don't believe, on what they're intended, it's intended for. But but I, I will guarantee that if we get the money, the, the people will do what they're paid for. We'll get more for, for less money, uh, as we've done with everything we've taken over. We will manage it. We'll work with local governments that really care about cleaning up their areas. And we can get this done. But I think sometimes you got to embarrass people into doing the right thing. Hmm. Interesting. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing that report and hoping you have a good conference next month, which we'll talk about during our visit next month. Is that cool? That's cool. But I want to see, I want you all to come out and help us decorate the float of the Rose Parade this year. Forgot to bring it's that just, up. You got, you're in the parade that's again. That's right. Well, I'm not riding this you're year. You're not. It's going to be. No, the, the, the theme this he year. He said I could music. ride this year <laughs> in Listen, his place. We need. We need some dancers uh, to dance alongside the float. The theme is is music, the universal language, and our theme is going to be a Mardi Gras gesture coming out of that float. Uh, It's going to be a special year in Pasadena, and Louisianans can sign up at our website to come out and volunteer. We put 130-something roses, uh, orchids on that float in three days with all volunteers. That's exciting. Let me ask you a Mardi Gras question real quick. We didn't preview this. Um, our city's in a in a real big pickle with Mardi Gras. Um, the city doesn't have enough security to roll the parades on the schedule that the crews have it set up for. The city needs a hundred more police officers. 
Um, is that something you can help with? State police, National Guard could help with. Is that something you would be in, willing to get involved uh, in to help? I've been involved. I've asked the, the Sheriff's Association, other sheriffs. Uh, we've reached out. To, it's very tough with the governor leaving office. It's hard to get commitments. And, and you know, there's going to be a change in the guard. But state police, all of those things we've inquired about. What I've asked the city and, and working with the local crews, we don't want to change the date of those parades. I just got back from Australia and New Zealand, and we got people excited about coming to Mardi Gras in North Louisiana. They'll be flying into Dallas, renting a car, and coming there for Mardi Gras. Well, they're already making plans. If you change the date of those parades, uh, you're going to set our international tourism back because these people are already making plans to come there to enjoy those great parades, and, and we don't want to have them show up and, and find out that the parade has been changed to another date. Ooh. So it's very important that we stay the schedule that we committed to when we went overseas to sell. Have you North told our mayor that? Have you told our mayor we've, that? We've, we've delivered that message, and, and I'll be coming up there to meet with the mayor. I've been in contact with Stacy over tourism and the captains of the cruise, but I'm actually coming up there in a few weeks and going to sit down with the mayor and see whatever I can do to make it work. But we've got to keep Mardi Gras on schedule. We're expecting a big influx of out-of-town guests, um, and, and they spend money, and it's a great opportunity for us to grow family-friendly, safe, affordable Mardi Gras in North Louisiana. Well, let us know when you make it to town. Mm-hmm. I will. Thank you, Billy. We appreciate your time. Y'all have a great day. You, you too, sir. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, Mikey McCarty, 1017 FM. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I'm trying real hard not to be offended at the lieutenant governor. Why? Well, because he said, you know, he wasn't riding on the float, on the float this year for the uh, Rose Parade, mm-hmm. the Louisiana float. And I said, well, I'm going to ride in his stead. He didn't jump on that. He didn't jump on that, but no. he also said they needed dancers. And he didn't jump on you volunteering to do that either. Thank God. To dance around the float during the parade. <laughs> now you're not hired for that either. No. You dancing? I, what, wait, I don't, no, wait I don't, a I minute. Don't mean, I don't mean that. That sounded <laughs> terrible. Because I see dancers like in a nice little skimpy little outfits dancing. I have skimpy outfits. I, I, I don't want to see any of that. No, nobody does. I don't want to see any I, of that. And as you don't want to see I, any I, of this. And I don't have skimpy outfits, by the way. No, <laughs> I was no. like, please. I, oh, man. But you I, could put on your Santa Claus outfit and dance. I ride the ride the parade. Santa waved to the kids. <laughs> that would be cool. That, that would be cool. That would be fun. That would be fun. I, you know, Louisiana what? Santa. I wanted mm-hmm. to get the girl that made the lady that used to make my my Santa suits. I wanted to get her to do a black one with gold fur. Ooh, with the Saints Fleur de Lis. On oh, it. that would be cool. How awesome would that be? That would be a special Santa. Yeah. Now, do, now, how much do you charge to like appear at parties? Like if there were a group of women who had a wild bunco party, um, how much would it cost for Santa to appear? $500 an hour. And there's a two-hour minimum. Even if I only stay 30 minutes, there's a two-hour billing billing minimum. Man, you're expensive, Santa. Santa's clothes stay on. Oh, they don't come off? (laughs) 
They don't come <laughs> off. Does Santa drink wine? Aaron, you know I was at Bass Pro, okay, mm-hmm. for like three years. Yeah. You would, I'm hesitant to even say this. Women would come up and sit on in Santa's lap. Oh, no, and get frisky? What lady said, you, 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 you just don't know. Santa does it for me. Weird. Oh, my gosh. Weird. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Hey, okay, take the picture. Take the picture. <laughs> take the picture my please. hands are out here. Here's my hands, white gloves, waving Ruben. out here. You texted the wrong person, Ruben. <laughs> Who did I text? You texted. You said, can I borrow the suit? It was supposed to go to Mike. The text Whoops. was supposed to oh, go to no. Mike. There, there, oh, was, no. there was a line in Friends. When when Chandler came in with the Santa suit and, and, and Monica goes, can you keep the suit? Yeah. And he goes, did your dad ever dress up like Santa? Oh, she goes, no. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so weird. Picking oh, up chicks Lord. as Santa. That's no, I was not. I was not. <laughs> Missy Setters with the Independence Bowl joining us tomorrow. 1017 